The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus came down from the mountain with Peter, James, John, and approached the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and scribes arguing with them. Immediately on seeing him, the whole crowd was utterly amazed. They ran up to him and greeted him. He asked them, What are you arguing about with them? Someone from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I have brought to you my son possessed by a mute spirit. Wherever it seizes him, it throws him down. He foams at the mouth, grinds his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive it out, but they were unable to do so. He said to them in reply, O faithless generation, how long will I be with you? How long will I endure you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him, and when he saw him, the spirit immediately threw the boy into convulsions. As he fell to the ground, he began to roll around and foam at the mouth. Then he questioned his father, How long has this been happening to him? He replied, Since childhood. It has often thrown him into fire and into water to kill him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. Jesus said to him, If you can, everything is possible to one who has faith. Then the boy's father cried out, I do believe, help my unbelief. Jesus, on seeing a crowd rapidly gathering, rebuked the unclean spirit and said to it, Mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. Shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions, it came out. He became like a corpse, which caused many to say, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand, raised him, and he stood up. When he entered the house, his disciples asked him in private, Why could we not drive the spirit out? He said to them, this kind can only come out through prayer. The Gospel of the Lord. Yeah, if I, is it tragic comic? I'm not sure. This is uh, it's it's an interesting little passage, I'd, and it, there's room for a little chuckle here and there. Do you know this is the this is. The way the gospel is is written, and uh, you know, even Jesus's kind of gentle rebuke of the Father, right? Um, if you can, what do you what do you mean, right? If you can, okay. Um, and maybe Jesus looks at us with that same same kind of quizzical ex- expression this morning. Do you know? Do we do we have faith? Yeah. Um, if you can, you know, trust me. Yeah, of course, of course. And this is why this, uh, the prayer is so powerful, do you know? I do believe, help my own belief. Because uh, we all find ourselves some mix, some mix there, right? It's like faith and half faith and, um, you know, rising to meet love's demands and uh, faltering right? and, and persevering with his strength, but not being sure that we have claim on it and whatever it may be. Yeah, so this, it's, it's a muddled story. We find ourselves all over, you know, all, all over the, the, um, the, the lines. And uh, yeah, so, certainly a lot for us to, um, to ponder on and, and to learn. But yeah, I think the, fir- the first thing to say is this, this scene follows right on from the transfiguration scene. You know, so he, here it is, uh, Jesus radiating and every f- fiber of his being uh, becoming white, uh, more white than a, than a fuller can bleach. Um, and, and here he is 
uh, you know, Shonen, we say his his glory, but his his full radiating humanity. You know, the, his revelation to uh, to his select uh, few disciples, and uh, and makes his way down the hill. And we think perhaps, okay, well, yeah, going down into the valley, he said this amazing experience, the transfiguration. It's all going to be smooth sailing from here. You know, it's surely, surely we've turned a corner and it's just going to be Jesus marching on Jerusalem, right? It's just going to be, yeah, let's go, uh, let's go. We'll make, and this, this is going to happen. God's, God's going to, God is going to inaugurate his kingdom, right? Here, here comes the kingdom of God with power and glory. It's just going to be smooth sailing from here. And immediately, right, he's you know, hit in the face with this, uh, with this reality. Actually, what's hap- what has happened? Things have gotten harder. Yeah, things have gotten harder. So this is, it, this is very significant for us um, in, our, in our Christian lives. Uh, things get harder, <laughs> you know. <laughs> if you haven't had this experience... Watch out, <laughs> you know, because things are gonna, things are going to get harder for you now. So it's interesting. Actually, it reminds me because there there have been a few points in my life where I've said, mm, "This is this the grace that I'm receiving, like the consolation, goes far beyond what I need." And like within a week, my whole world has been turned upside down. Do you know? So it's uh, you know. I don't want to say, I don't, I'm not putting a jinx on you or anything. You know what I mean? It's not like um, you can have consolation, and certainly it's always unmerited and the rest. But, but there are times where we realize like these special spiritual experiences mean that there is something coming on to endure, and, and we, can, we can endure it. And we have to remember, right, the mountaintop experience. So we have to remember the transfiguration. This is all kind of um, story form of St. Ignatius' uh, spiritual exercises and, and the rules for discernment of spirits. But yeah, as we, as, we, as we go on, we should be remembering the consolation and knowing that, of course, God is with us. We are established in our identity as his beloved children. And yes, we, we can persevere with the strength that he provides. So Jesus, anyway, Jesus comes down the mountain. What do I, I, say things, I, think, I say things got harder because, of course, the disciples now are in this experience where what they have been doing to that point, um, driving out demons, healing, healing the sick, and, and the rest, they're not able to do on this person. And Jesus comes back and says, this kind can only come out through prayer. But, yeah, we better believe that his disciples were praying all the while. So the particular uh, increased intensity of prayer and perhaps even time of prayer and this, right, and uh, similar, not not like, okay, we have to be transfigured in the way that Jesus was transfigured. But this, the the prayer that Jesus seeks as he goes off by himself for extended period of time, and the the intensity that uh, that is there, that he is also um, inviting us into. Yet this is this is the prayer that his disciples need. So again, so to kind of conclude that first lesson, right, is to say, yeah, the mountaintop experience, remembering the consolation, doubling down on prayer. Yeah, making sure that, that our prayer is, you know, the, perhaps the extended period of time that it needs to be and, and with, with the intensity.
that it that it needs to have in order to persevere in in more difficult times as as we make our way so yeah we we i don't know we have we have all of this at our at our fingertips as we make our way uh through uh through the gospel today uh there's there's other thing there's a little bit of an an overlay i'd like to offer you is that you know you have this the the man and his son and um there are interesting parallels to consider between the man and his son and God the Father and and his son. I'll leave that I'll leave that to you. I'll leave that to you because it will take us a while. Um, but there's the last thing I want to point out is and this is why I, I mean I kind of I find it kind of funny but it's I get it. I have a very morbid sense of humor so it's a what and it's a dry sense of humor as well, so I understand why nobody laughs at my jokes. I really do. Um, you know, here it is. Jesus is on the scene. He commands the spirit to come out of him, shouting and throwing the boy into convulsions. It came out. Okay, and you're like, okay, oh, there's relief. Do you know there's relief here? He became like a corpse. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh my gosh, no. Like, what are we gonna do now? And it caused many to say, he's dead. He's dead. You can imagine the crowd, like, he's already called, you know, with the disciples, he's already called them a faithless generation. Now it's, it feels like a Monty Python scene. Do you know, like, he's dead, he's dead. It's like, it's like okay. Well, and Jesus standing there, like, bewildered by the faithlessness of the crowd, like, what are you guys, what are you talking? You know, like, anyway, they're all losing their minds. Jesus is standing there, like, he's standing there, this figure, you know, unmoved by their silliness. You know what I mean? Like, Anyway, so what does he do? He takes him by the hand. He raised him, and he stood up. This, this is language. This is resurrection language. He raised him, and he stood up. Now we go back to our little alleluia verse. Our Savior Jesus Christ has destroyed death and brought life to light through the gospel. So this is it, right? We're, we're here because of the resurrection. You know, we see these kind of impossible things unfold in front of us, and we're, we know we're called into, I don't know, impossible without Jesus things. And we, we remember both in our, in our minds, in our hearts, um, Jesus walking out of that tomb the first Easter morning. There's power. There's power there for us to for us to tap into and and to and to live in. Yeah, so he can do Jesus can do this. He can do this. And he's and he's calling us, of course, to be rescued by him. We're we're saved by him. Um, he is um, you know, he's he's calling us, he's saving us, he's renewing us, and he's making us to uh, uh, he's making us fit to follow him where he leads and we follow him uh, in the power of the spirit we follow him in the power of his own uh, of his own life of love a love that yes is stronger than death